Hi, I'm Sam, and welcome to Radio Headspace and to Thursday Morning. So I've always been into improv. For the last 20 years, I've attended a competitive improv comedy show called Comedy Sports. And I'm always in awe of the performer's quick wit, team cohesion, and their ability to let go of self-consciousness so that they can be fully present. There are many ways that improvisation and mindfulness intersect and complement one another— and I've learned many helpful life skills from my brief foray into improv. Firstly, improv requires your full, undivided attention so that you can respond naturally and spontaneously to what your teammate gives you as a suggestion. If you're in your head, you miss that precious handoff and can't progress the scene. It's immediately obvious how relevant this is to life. By being present with whomever we're with, we're able to glean valuable insights into who they are and how to respond to what is said, whether in a meeting or at home with loved ones. There are also agreements or rules of improv that are generally helpful in everyday life. One of them is to make each other look good. And I love this one, I use it often. I also think of this rule as preserving dignity. I have a dear friend who comes to mind as I think of someone who's masterful at making people look good. Whenever she introduces me to someone, she immediately gushes about all of the qualities that she loves about me, and she does this for each one of her friends when introducing them to others. She's truly excited to connect people she loves with each other, and her enthusiasm is contagious. Another principle in improv is to say yes and when someone offers you a suggestion. So for example, if someone introduces you as their mother in the scene, but you prefer to be the daughter, you wouldn't say, no, I'm your daughter, because that would block the scene from progressing. You would agree to the suggestion and say something motherly to your scene mate. Yes and helps to counteract either or thinking. This is especially relevant to how we manage our emotions sometimes. We often try to nail down one emotion or decide that there's one true appropriate emotion to have. If we find out some bad news, we may try to convince ourselves that we should feel sad. But in truth, there might be some relief that's felt as well. When we attempt to repress what we're feeling, we're denying our truth. Instead of accepting reality, we're trying to approve reality, as if we had some authority over how our bodies and minds react to things. I was recently reading research on the damaging health effects of repression and was so surprised to learn that repression is linked to a faster progression of cancer and shorter survival, among other poor health outcomes. But we have the choice to not identify with our automatic thoughts and wishes, knowing we can witness them with compassion and then integrate them, making choices out of clear seeing instead of from incomplete truths. The last principle of improv that I'll highlight is the idea that we can start from anywhere. In improv, players often have to jump into the middle of a scene, taking over a character from another player. Even though they may jump in mid-sentence, they start from wherever they're placed. And this reminds me of the advice to play the cards we're dealt as best as we can. We may see a long road ahead if we're at the beginning of our career or education, and it may feel daunting and exhausting at times. In these moments, it's helpful to bring your awareness to the one thing that you're doing at a time— And then ask yourself, what helps me to engage with this fully? 
What is the growth opportunity at this moment? Just a reminder that we love creating and nurturing community via Instagram and would love to hear how you bring these improv tools into your everyday life. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at anchored underscore Sam and share your stories. Thank you for listening and I'll see you back here tomorrow.